All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another um, edition of Talk 122 with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. Um, I'm here with a, a, another special guest that I'm so, so um, happy that you agreed to be on today. So for the audience, can you just um, state your name? Um, and then what you currently are, are doing, and then we'll get started. Sure, my name is Melissa Beckford, and I'm currently the Northern Region Supervisor for Illinois Department of Veteran Affairs. I actually okay. work not far from here at okay. the Armory. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. I travel a lot. I'm a Harlem graduate. Yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> I have a uh, master's in counseling, okay. and I'm currently working on my doctorate in psychology. That is awesome. That's a lot. That's and I'm lot. an Army veteran. And you're an Army veteran. Oh, yes. man. So where do you have to get some time, like free time, to do some things? <laughs> so so let's start there then before we get into like the, the nuts and bolts of, of this interview, which is such sure. an important one. Um, what do you do in, in your free time? You know? Most of my time is with my kids. I'm a single mm -hmm. mom, okay. so that adds another layer. <laughs> okay. I got you. Yeah, I got so you. I try to be at every event that okay. they, you know, right, right. They so, participate. So in. shout outs to to your kids. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. So what um what type of events do they like to 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 do? Like sports? Like what do what do you like? So my daughter's pretty athletic. She's okay. been in track, cross country, and uh, cheer, okay. and um. And then my son is very involved in the Auburn uh, JROTC program. Okay. So he's always at events. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's good. So, so being a Harlem grad, right, and and coming um, back to the school, you know, in, in which you intended, and then to be a part of such, a, in my opinion, such a powerful um, documentary. How, how does how does that feel, like to be a part of something? Um, you know, that, that your former school, like actually put together, like people put it together and things like that. How does that make you feel? Uh, it makes, it made me feel really special to be part of it, to be picked for this. Uh, when I, um, met, uh, the group, I was mm. like, Whoa, I'm from Harlem. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was perfect fit. And it, it was, it, it was kind of emotional to come back to school and right. be part of this. Yeah. Lots of great things going yes. on in Harlem. And, yes. and again, like we had, talked a little bit, you know, off, off camera, you know, this is one of the reasons why we really wanted to start this podcast was for moments like this. And so can you tell the audience a little bit about um, the documentary um, and, and your, and obviously your role in it? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm one of the females on the documentary. Um, so all female cast, correct? All female That's just cast. phenomenal. Yes. 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 And uh, all of us, um, Except for one, one of the females is a Marine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but we have so much in common and we didn't realize that okay. we did until we met each other. Right. We've been through similar experiences mm -hmm. and um, it's just like, I can actually call them now if I need something. Like the other day I was having issues with my car. Right. So I called one of the okay. members yeah. and so... Uh, it's 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 a great experience. That is awesome, and and so because I I saw the documentary, mm -hmm. and again you know it was so powerful um, just to hear um, the stories of of all of everyone, um, but in particular you know your story and, and like you said being a single mom and I think I saw your son 
um, you know, kind of in the documentary a little bit as well, and to hear your your background and your story. Um, and so I don't want to spoil it for too many people because I, I really truly believe that um, everyone should see the documentary and we'll, you know, talk talk a little bit about how they can view that. Um, but if you want to give them like a small snippet of, of some of the things that you talked about, you know, in the documentary. Sure. I, I shared about me being an immigrant. That's, okay. that's very important part mm -hmm. of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm an immigrant. Um, the fact that I'm a single mom, mm -hmm. um, the fact that I kind of had to start all over after my divorce. Uh -huh. So that's a big part of my, my right. journey. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of starting over. Um, and also, um, just being able to see how I, the, the film I think has inspired my son to want to go in the military. Oh, that is awesome. Okay. Now how old's your son? If I could ask. He's 18. 18. Yes. All right. Yes. And he, so Marine, is that what he's thinking about? No, or no, no, he, uh, he's looking at different branches, but, okay. uh, I think the Navy's what's really Okay. Yeah, which is, I never would have thought that. I kept saying Air Force, Air Force. And <laughs> he decided, <laughs> he's thinking about uh, the Navy. Okay. But recently he did get a scholarship already for um, the, through the JROTC program. Um, okay. He was one of, uh, there was only two recipients who received a, a scholarship through the Army ROTC, but he still has time to decide. Gotcha. That's and congratulations yes, on that. Um, so with that whole process, because when I was principal here, mm -hmm. um, I was approached a couple times, maybe even more than that, of starting our own um, program here. What are the benefits of, of a program like that? I would really encourage you to do that. I feel like it can change a, a kid's life. For example, with my son, he used to be an introvert. Okay. Total introvert. And through this process, he's like opened up, changed, he's become a leader, mm -hmm. um, he's drumline commander. Uh, there's so much, like I see a total transformation. He's lost weight, he used to okay. like not have confidence in himself. Okay. So I would encourage, uh, I, it would be like hmm. awesome if Harlow had a JROC okay. program. Okay, I know last time when I was approached, they were, they were telling me that we needed a sponsor and, and someone um, to, to kind of help us, you know, touch base with different things, um, kind of putting you on the spot here. Would you like help us out with, with questions if we need to ask questions about how to start that? Or? Yes, and okay. I know people that could help you with that. Perfect, perfect. Yes. Nah, that's awesome. Yeah. So so in talking about, you know, your experiences, um, particularly um, when you were in the in the Marines, right? Um, in the Army. In the Army. I apologize. Yeah, Army. I always thought you were with the Marines. No, Army. <laughs> so Army. So we put me, yeah, get me straight, get me straight. So, so Army. So looking back on that and, and specifically being a female, right, in the Army, um, what is one of the the, the barriers that, that you encountered that you had to overcome? Um, to, to obviously earn your respect and, and all of those things that are is in the documentary, but just again, giving some small snippets. I think for me was, well, first of all, I was very small, <laughs> okay. very small, petite. And okay. so nobody would have thought that I was going to go in the military. Gotcha. But um, I wasn't really, I wasn't like your straight A student. So okay. I thought either I go in the military. I also didn't have money for college. So mm -hmm. that, those were my like main reasons. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm ready to go straight to college. And I don't know if I have the finances for college. Okay. So, so those were some of the things that made me want to go. But again, the struggles were being, um, being small, mm -hmm. um, 
sometimes being taken like like people looking at me like um I don't have authority okay yeah yeah so I had to learn yeah I, I, I had to and also a lot of there was a lot of sexual harassment okay I gotcha um you know I always had in my mind because um, growing up I watched the movie G.I. Jane and I always thought it was like that and then I saw the documentary and I you know similarities but at the same time it's different you know but you know, I used yeah. to think the same way too. Yeah, yeah. That that when before I I went in, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I thought it was gonna be like that every day, right, <laughs> like right. like almost <laughs> like boot camp every right, day. Yeah. But it's not like that. It's like, you know, it's a job. Yes, yeah, it's absolutely. a mission, a job. Right, and it, and it sounds like how you described it too, um, a way to you know obviously better yourself and um, you know go to college and and all the things that you don't think about. Um, the military right has to provide i remember that um you know think what that's why i have the marine corps in my mind they had a program where um they you can as an educator you can go to their boot camp and kind of like experience some things so you can come back so we can come back and, and talk with the kids about it and i went to that boot camp and i could not make it through like they, they were taking me through different things really? and it's like this is hard. <laughs> so I can I can only imagine. Yeah, like, there's a lot of obstacles. Real, like, yes. that was that was hard. I mean, they were making us do some things that I had no business trying to do because <laughs> yeah. I was just not in shape and things like that. But yeah, and the age thing too, because I went pretty young. Okay. So that was another thing. Um, just learning how to fit in because I started in the reserves first. Okay. So I was in the eight sixty third engineering battalion in okay. Rockford. Okay. So I was with. Mostly males at the time. Okay. There, I like now. I work at the armory and I yeah. see females all the time, mm-hmm. and I look back and it's a to- it was a totally different experience for me. There gotcha. was probably only five females in my whole unit. Okay. Well, I appreciate you making me feel better by <laughs> no, it, it's thing, tough. It was it's tough. It was tough. I, I forget the the type of drill it was, but I had to carry some type of metal box. Um, like, you know, like certain yards, certain yards or whatever. Right. And just kidding. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and the, um, um, the other educator that went with me, mm-hmm. he had, he is a Marine. And oh, so he so was just knocking it out. It was fine. He was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's, well, that's cool. I mean- yeah, it happens. And so, um, you know, for, you know, as obviously finishing up, I want to have a little fun um, with this a little bit. And so um, when you think of, of your time in high school, right, um, and if you can can remember the teachers that were here, favorite teacher that was here at Harlem that you had? Mrs. Hayes. Mrs. Hayes. Okay. Yes, she was a she was French teacher, but also an ESL teacher. Okay. So she was very inspirational to me. Um, I found like my group with her, like mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of the kids that were in ESL or in right. the uh, foreign yeah. exchange students, and also Ms. Belmont. She was okay. my Spanish teacher. Okay, that is awesome. Those and, are and, the the yeah. my favorite teachers. And I and I tell you, as long as as long as we've been doing the podcast, and I'll ask a question like that, it's always like Mr. Dredge or or so so to hear those two names. Although I love Mr. Dredge, to hear you know hear those two names and to see how how much. Um, you know, finally you talk about them is, is awesome. Yes. So, so shout out to both of them. Yes. It's, it's awesome. Wherever they are. Wherever they are. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else you want to say about um, the documentary or just, uh, you know, about, you know, that you would, you would like to talk about um, possibly motivating students to want to go to the army? Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to end with? Yeah. So one of the things about watching the film for mm-hmm. me 
um, that was it was emotional is to to see the transition. So I saw myself when I was still a veteran service officer, okay. working at the armory mm -hmm. <laughs> down the street. Right, yeah. <laughs> and now that I've grown since then, and now I'm a supervisor mm -hmm. and managing all those other veteran service officers, wow. it's like. For me, that's one of the things I like when I see the film. I'm like, wow, that was me. Right. So not only not only being able to to tell your story, but to see your journey, right? Yes. From from where you started to where you are today. That, yes. That's and that's such a powerful message for our students, right? And and for our students to to see that, you know, your how your life is right now is not how your life is going to be, you know, five, ten years right. from now. And just stick with it. Yes. With it. Yeah. For me, it changed my life. It opened doors. I mean, the job I have now helping veterans, I wouldn't have the job I have if I wouldn't have been in the military. Gotcha. I know when I was when I was younger, I graduated in '93, and I used to always think about like the Coast Guard, oh. <laughs> which which is which is not like the Marines or the Army or anything. No, but they're to, more stateside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I used to think about that. Didn't go that path, but that was my initial like thought, I want to do the Coast Guard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, I would say that it, it is, it taught me confidence. Okay. It taught me confidence. It taught me um, how to problem solve okay. and never give up on things. And so those are the things that just like it taught me that in the military, I, like I was telling earlier, I think the, the JROTC program would teach a lot of the kids here. All right. Well, I'll, I'll make sure that I talk to the current principal and see yes. if we can get that. We got to talk that about that. So, well, thanks again for, for being on the podcast and yes. um, you're welcome back anytime. Hey, there goes one of those petticoat soldiers now. Yeah. My sister wants to join the wax. What do you think of that? Huh. She's crazy. What the devil's a woman want to be a soldier for? I never liked being a woman. Never liked it. And you were harassed and you were bothered and all that sort of thing. Now being a woman, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I'd like to put myself even with anybody. When you're in the military, it's about the person next to you. And they train you, it's, they train you to be that way. It's, you know, it's, it's that battle mentality. That person's gotta have your back. You have to have trust in the person next to you. Even the females that you didn't like, you didn't exclude. You always knew that that female would have your back and I would have that female's back. We didn't have to get along, but I got you. When we first started going to different meetings, the men would say, All right, can you take notes? No, I'm a Marine, you take the notes.
All right, everyone. Welcome back um, again to this special edition of uh, Talk 122 with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. Um, with me, um, continuing this episode, I don't think you need much of an introduction, but if you want to for the crowd to kind of, you know, just tell them, you know, your name and your role here at Harlem High School. Yeah, uh, Kira Noonan. So I'm up at uh, the high school mm -hmm. um, in the social studies department. So um, I have in the past worked with the Harlem Veteran Project, um, still not necessarily in the classroom anymore with the Harlem Veteran Project, but still work closely with them. So absolutely. Yeah, you do a lot of good work. I think you you undersold yourself a little bit there, but that's OK. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going with it. And so with this particular episode and um, how important it is specifically with telling the story of the individuals who were, you know, were involved in it. Um, can you talk a little bit again about about the documentary um, and then maybe give the public a couple opportunities and when they can view it? I viewed it. Um, it was phenomenal. Uh, the stories were powerful. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm putting this on camera, but I think I almost cried a couple of times because it's just so, so much there. Right. And, and so much it, it seemed like the individuals involved overcame. Right. And so you take it from there. Yes. So just give you a little background on how we came up with the idea or what, you know, the focus of it um, was actually student driven. So former students and then at the time, a current student um, really wanted to get the female voice. Um, so through the Harlem Veteran Project, we, you know, kind of put out a press release and we got tons and tons of stories, um, but we didn't get a whole lot of the female perspective. Okay. Um, so they really wanted to make sure that we had the opportunity to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. um, so this was the summer of 2019. We're like, yes, we're going to get it. You know, the next one year it'll be out kind of that mm -hmm. next August. Um, and then, you know, COVID hit and that yeah. just slowed everything down significantly, but they all stuck with it. They all, you know, through finishing college, mm -hmm. you know, going to get their master's, going to grad school. Right. Um, they- And that says a lot, yes. right? Like to, to to stick with, with something that they were so passionate about, even through COVID and through college, that says a lot. And I just wanted to kind of honor them for that. So that's Yes, crazy. they were really, really great in the process. And I think that was something really nice too in that kind of like whole lockdown situation. Like mm -hmm. we still met regularly over okay. Zoom. Um, so it was nice to have that passion still yeah. um, from them and kind of making sure we were figuring out what our next steps were, how do we kind of go from here mm -hmm. um, and all of that. So the documentary focuses on five female veterans um, and we just kind of went into it like, you know, we're going to interview these individuals. We're going to see what they have to say and mm -hmm. kind of what are the stories um, and how do we honor those stories? Um, and there are a lot of, you know, overlapping themes that we saw come out of it. There were a lot of individual themes too, um, that we definitely wanted to highlight, but I think it just kind of all came together as we were, you know, getting the stories and then kind of following up with them. And, um, you know, it was kind of a little blessing in disguise too, that it took longer because we got to see Erin, you know, have this dream in mm -hmm. her first interview and then see that dream come true, mm -hmm. um, throughout. So I think that was something that we, you know, meant a lot 
I mean, obviously meant a lot to her, right? Like right. seeing that, but meant a lot to us to, to be able to kind of be with her on that journey mm-hmm. in our small little way, um, which I think was really awesome. Um, and then to that second part, I'm sorry, I'm no, very you're long, fine. You're very good. long-winded. <laughs> um, the kids tell me all the time, um, but opportunities to view it. So okay. um, this Friday at Rock Valley College, mm-hmm. it will be showing um, for their veterans kind of program there. Um, and then this weekend in St. Louis at the St. Louis International Film Festival, it's going to be playing there as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So depending on how quickly we can get this together and out, hmm, <laughs> yeah. or not, but but either way, I think that um, we'll have or people will have opportunities to to see it. Um, again, I think the the piece is going to be out forever, right? And 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 so for me, um, and I want to focus on just like I don't want to give it away too much because like it's one of those things where you see the movie and you want to tell people, but you really don't because then you're spoiling for them. Um, but there was a, a scene in there, and, and for me, it kind of encompasses um, the project where it seemed like um, they, you know, you you have these five women, right, and they're all telling their stories, um, but they're they're individual stories. But at the end, it almost seems like they developed a friendship like together because you mentioned like common themes that you that you saw but it seemed like they became friends right and so there's a scene and i don't want to say like describe it too much but where they all came together right and 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 that's where i got emotional because it's like not only were it individual stories and and they described the barriers that they overcame but they almost looks like they became friends too right um and so I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about any any of those that moments where it really hit you too, like you know what this is we got something here right um so in honoring stories and things of that nature is important but also you know we have something here that's going to be long lasting if that makes sense yeah um well i mean there's so many things that really stick with me um throughout this and we did try to make i think after our initial interviews and we kind of started to see these, you know, how do we get them together? Um, how do we continue this conversation? Um, and a lot of them kind of knew each other going into it, mm-hmm. some more than others. Some were kind of in the same um, groups. But we actually had, there was like a group interview we did as okay. well that didn't that didn't <laughs> end up making the cut. Um, okay. But I think that was nice just to get them all together, too. Um so just trying to create kind of those situations right. where they did get an opportunity to okay. interact with each other uh, a little bit more because they do the inter- the interview individually. And I can only imagine how like nerve wracking that must be. Like, here's what I said. Mm-hmm. What are they going to use? What are other people saying? Right. Like, I can't even imagine that. Right. Um, so giving them an opportunity to kind of get to know each other, interact with each other, um, interact with us too. Mm-hmm. Um I think we we really tried to create those opportunities. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, that end scene, mm-hmm. I think it was really special for yeah. a, a lot of reasons. But um, to see, you know, it kind of all come together and um, just, you know, how they interact. And um, they're all, like, super, super great. Like, okay. so trusting of us, which is not easy to, you know, just 
tell your story to a right. bunch of strangers. Um, and I mean, because it did take us so long, you know, there were many times where we'd call and be like, hey, can we come film you do this? Mm -hmm. You know, um, for Melissa, it was like, hey, can we come film you and your kids riding your bikes? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> you know, or... Um, and Melissa was like, yes, come yeah, on. It, yes, <laughs> they all were so willing mm -hmm. to just be super accommodating and like let us come whenever and all of these different things. So um, I think that was really awesome to see. Okay. Um, and I don't think, and I said this before too, I think this project more so than any other, mm -hmm. it just, the collaboration of it all okay. was really refreshing and really nice. Um, both from mm. like our team, but also, you know, from the women themselves right. too, just ha kind of having those conversations, kind of going back and forth with like, hey, here's kind of where we're at, or can mm. we get this? Or um, I think it was just really nice to to be a part of like that team okay. where it felt very, like everyone was contributing and really interested in had, you know, a voice in it. Yeah. So stay in that space a little bit because I was going to ask you that question of because the Harlem Vet Project, you guys have done some phenomenal work over the years. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, been in a, num a number of been invited to a number of places to to show your work and, and what you do. Um, what stood out the most to you about this particular project and, and not obviously picking it or rating it with the other ones, but what stood out the most to you with this one in particular? Why it's so special? Oh, there's or a, a number couple, of things. Or a couple things. of uh, yeah. a few things, right? Like, well, I think for me as an educator, mm -hmm. having the opportunity to be a part of this class and just seeing how it's evolved has been life-changing. Um, capturing like oral histories, I think is so important because it gives an opportunity for the community to tell their story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, as a history teacher, you're kind of confined with time and space and what's available and kind of the go-tos, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think what was so special to start this one um, was that student, like, we have to get females. Okay. We have to get this voice that we don't have, like them being so conscious of this mm -hmm. and so like persistent and like, we need to reach out. We need right. to find these stories. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing them stick with it. Mm -hmm. Like COVID was tough and yeah. it, I, I mean, people kind of shut down and rightfully so, like it was tough. It was mm -hmm. hard. Um, but seeing them, understand the significance of like, hey, we we went out and we right. found these these women yeah. and we have their stories and we need to see this through. And um, just their passion and commitment and making sure that that happened. Right. Um, do we wish it happened a little quicker? Probably, <laughs> but, but at the same time, there were some benefits about, you know, stretching it out. Um, a little bit too. And and so I think that was something that was really special about that. Yeah. And just hearing kind of a different perspective, you know, you, it, it is an honor to be able to talk to people. Yeah. It's an honor to be able to hear their stories. Mm -hmm. um, and then to be able to share that, I think is so special. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and thank you for that. And, and what you just said kind of reminded me of too, just watching it and, and thinking back on how powerful each one of their stories were um, and, and, the, and needing to tell the story. It sounded like they needed to tell the story. Um, and so I was so honored to, to hear that and be a recipient of that. And so a little fun before I let you go. Um, so Melissa did a wonderful job, you know, before you, right? And so I wouldn't ask her this question because I don't think she would answer that that way because she's so humble and, and, and not thinking that um, she's such a powerful speaker. And so when you talked a little bit, you took us behind the scenes on the scene that didn't make it right into it a little bit. So when you think of Melissa, when you think of her always, like if you call it and say, hey, let me get a picture or some video of you with your kids riding the bike, any any bloopers? <laughs> any blooper? Oh. Any, any blooper moment where you're like, man, I wish I could get down on the camera, but no, nah, that's, not, that's not a part of the story. Uh, I don't know if there was any like bloopers. There was a lot of really like fun shoots okay. that yeah, we that, had that too, with yeah. her. Like we went to, what is it, Bravehearts? The, um, like the horseback riding um, with her and her kids. That, okay. um, I can't even remember where, it's not too far away. Um, but that was super cool. Cause I mean, they have the horses mm -hmm. and you know, we're not gonna be able to go to that any other time. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, but um, so I think that was really cool that, you know, kind of shoot that we were able to do okay. um, with her and her kids. And just, you know, just seeing her interacting with her kids, I think is was just really, it was nice to see mm -hmm. um, just that dynamic and being able to capture that um, okay. was really cool. But yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that yeah. we, yeah. we were able to, that's the other thing, not to, again, yeah, long-winded, but good. like, yeah. there's a lot of really cool opportunities that we get to, you know, to hang out with them, go different mm -hmm. places, you know, see different things. And right, right. So I'm, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that too, because obviously, um, there's going to be more, right? Documentaries, there are going to be more, um, opportunities, um, for others to tell their stories and you're going to want them to. And this is a, a perfect, um, example of how beautiful and fun a project like this could be, right? And so um, for all those individuals out there, when we start calling and we want you to be a part of it, it's okay. Uh, Melissa was on here and, and she um, even said it off camera a little bit. And I don't think she'll be mad at me. I hope not too much because she's, she's an army vet. So I don't know. I don't want, <laughs> um, but she said, the, you know, this gets, you know, she used to be shy and now she's comfortable um, on camera and saying things. And so just being able to, for our veterans to tell their stories is so powerful for our community, specifically our younger generation um, to hear that. And then like Melissa said earlier too, all the opportunities that, that are afforded to our our young, you know, high school kids who want to go into college and things of that nature. This is an avenue for that. So um, anything else you would like to say um, about the project or anything else to um, the community? No, I think just, well, as I say no, and then I'm about to say something. That's good. <laughs> um, no, I just, I think that this is a really awesome opportunity that our mm -hmm. kids have this class. Um, you know, expanding it beyond just veteran stories too. I it, I never would have imagined anything like this in high school. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, you know, the, the power of stories, the power of, Absolutely. you know, hearing 
people in your community is so awesome. And I'm just so blessed that Harlem has this and mm -hmm. I was able to find my way into it um, because it really has, you know, it's changed my life. It's, I know it's changed students' lives. I've seen, Absolutely. you know, I've seen that happen. So it's just, I, I thank the district for, for having this class. Yeah. And it will continue to be here, <laughs> yes. even, even long before, <laughs> even long after I'm, I'm gone. This is just, I think it's, it's cemented itself as, as a, a need in our community and in our schools. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for, for being on. So yeah. again, um, thank everyone. Um, this was one of those episodes where um, I really believe we needed to, to dig deep um, and, and really get um, the why behind um, the documentary and the project and the benefits, um, you know, for our community to see something like this, specifically our, our kids, and to see um, our kids um, who put this together along with their advisors, um, specifically with a barrier um, like COVID, you know, starting in 2019 um, and, and ending with such a powerful project. I hope you get an opportunity to see it because um, um, it definitely uh, made an impact on me. So like always, thank you for tuning in. I am Harlem. You are Harlem. We are Harlem. Thanks again, everyone.